Hi guys and girls. <laughs> We're back for another episode. I'm just I don't even know what to say. Like this is a rare moment where I'm speechless. And like technically I'm not speechless. Um I have a lot to say, but I don't even know how to intro this because it's going to get really really awkward. So, um, you know, I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's get into today's episode. I'm Audacious Adri. I'm inching closer to my mid-30s and my knees couldn't agree more. I live in LA, my depression is cured, and I'm trying my hardest to find free parking. Let's navigate through our spiritual, physical, and mental health so we can live our best lives, yeah? Yes, yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Audacious Adri Show. I'm Adri. If you want to, you can follow me on the socials at Audacious Adri Show on IG, at Audacious Adri on Twitter, at Audacious Adri Show on YouTube. Okay? And you know, I gotta say it because that's what I gotta do. Follow me, become a patron on patreon.com slash audacious Adri Show. I just launched boot camp a couple weeks ago. It's 30 days to your best life ever. We're improving your physical, mental, and spiritual health. It's all gonna align with what we're talking about today. It's gonna also align with what I'm teaching. It's a it's a class, it's a four-week class that is that I've designed to make sure that you set goals for yourself for your spiritual, your physical, and your mental health. And and I'm making sure that you accomplish them. There's different levels. We can get into that on the Patreon. But one of the levels is called the True 20s. With the True 20s, I will personally encourage you and help you do what you got to do to accomplish your goals. So it's a really cool project I'm working on. It's only a small, you know, a small window of time that I'm doing this and it's it's a it's a new a new venture that I've launched. I'm really excited. I've put my heart and my soul into this. I've developed curriculum for this and it's just been something really exciting. And speaking of boot camp, we last week or this week we are talking about spirituality. We're talking about how to improve your spiritual life. And we have to talk about something that I one am obsessed with in a really nerdy kind of sick way um and something that I think that folks really need to understand especially you know folks that are spiritual and folks that aren't spiritual folks that are Christians and folks that aren't Christian because I just I hear the same story a lot and I just feel like it needs to be addressed so Pull up. Let's talk about this. It's going to get kind of awkward. So when the idea of specifically Christianity comes up, I feel like people get very very touchy and they get they give so many excuses and I want to I want to start off by saying somebody call me judgmental this week (laughs) I you know I it's so funny how people project because I don't even really tell people that I'm a Christian right like I just kind of live my life and I hope that my life 
speaks volumes. And occasionally I will mention that I go to church, but like I've learned this the hard way. And I think it's important that everybody knows this. Like if, if you don't learn anything from me, hopefully I feel like, hopefully you've learned something. You know, like all this talking I do, you ain't learn anything? No. <laughs> Um, if you learn anything from me, know this, not everybody that attends church is a Christian. Not every, there's a scripture in the Bible in the new Testament. Jesus says, not everybody that calls me Lord, Lord, not everybody that says Lord, Lord is actually a follower of mine. And and it says that he's going to say, I don't know you. There is going to be a point where people are going to look in the face of Jesus and while he's judging them, and he's going to say, I don't know who you are. You're going to act like you know me, but I don't know you. It's like, I just saw a meme this week. There's always a meme that just, like chef's kiss, like comes through and like completely illustrates my point for this, for, for the, for the episode. Every single week it happens. There was a meme that I saw that said, when I get rich, I want to let y'all know, I already know who all my cousins are, right? Like, have you ever heard, I was talking about this on boot camp. There is always a story um, about people that won the lotto, right? There was used, there used to be a show on like a, A&E or TLC or one of those channels about folks that win the lotto and like what happens to their lives. It's extremely fascinating because it's like the, it's like the tale as old as time. It's like always the same story. You know, folks hit the lotto, they get lots of phone calls and people showing up at their house. Hey, I'm your third, fourth, 56 cousin removed. I'm your mother's sister's cousin's sons, mother's neighbors, sisters, pastors, uh, dog walkers, uncle's mother. And hi, I, I need help. I need money. And it's just, it always happens. And, it, you know, I see it, you know, I've talked about that on here. I follow a lot of entertainers and I follow a lot of media and what happens in this crazy Hollywood world, right? And it, it happens to celebrities. It's like maybe like a child coming out of nowhere. And it just, the most bizarre things happen when people come into money. And so... I just imagine that being like what's going to happen when we all have to meet our maker and we have to basically like, for instance, my brother is defending his thesis. He has to defend his thesis. And I feel like we're going to be defending the thesis of our lives. Like the thing that we have been given resources to like steward, right? Like something to fight for, which is our lives. And we're going to stand in front of the mercy seat. And some people are going to be like, okay, so let me kick it to you, God. I love you, right? Like I was nice to people. I did all these things that actually says that in the Bible. It says like, I gave to the poor. I spoke in tongues. I went to church. I served at my church. And God is going to say, I don't know you, bro. And God is going to be like how Mariah Carey was to J-Lo, shaking her head like, I don't know her. I don't know you. So I have realized that a, when, when, the, when the topic of Christianity comes up, when the topic of loving the Lord and, and, and repenting and being a good, being a follower of Christ comes up, a lot of times people are like, you know what? I'm not with it because Christians are hypocrites and someone in the church hurt me. And I feel like I did an episode about this a couple months ago about like church people got to do better. If I didn't do an episode about it, I know I was dragging on IG, right? 
And I do, I truly do believe that, that uh, Christ followers and, and, um, evangelicals need to do better because people are leaving the church in droves and it's just like a big mess. But what I think people inside and outside of the church need to understand is that a lot of folks like in the regular world, in our regular walking world, have to understand that like just like hurt people hurt people, there are folks in the church walking around with unhealed trauma, unhealed wounds, and also open wounds for forces to to come through and do what they got to do. Now, what does that mean? Well, I'm so glad that you asked, right? So what would you say if I told you not every human or spiritual being is in control of their emotions, wills, and actions. Now, would you believe me? Would you Would you say that that's true? Some may say yes and some may say no. But what I'm here to tell you is that I'm telling you the absolute truth, okay? And you're asking, what are you saying, Adrienne? What does this mean? I want to tell you that demonic possession is a thing. And uh, and when we think about demonic possession, we may think of the movie The Exorcist and throwing up pea soup. I literally, for listen, let me tell you something. I've never seen the movie The Exorcist because everybody's always talked about how terrible and like frightening it is. And I love soup. I actually had soup today. I generally eat soup every day in the winter months, right? I've seen split pea soup like a lot of times. Like I want to say they have it at Trader Joe's. I refuse to eat it, Okay. I refuse to eat it because that little girl in The Exorcist was throwing it up in the sky. It was projectile vomiting. And it just, I'm like, you know what? I want nothing to do with it. I want not, split pea soup is demonic. Get it out of my face, right? But I digress. (laughs) Demonic possession is real, y'all. And I know that I'm like making light of this, but it's, I mean, there's no, I, I don't really know any other way to talk about it, right? It's a real thing. And I want y'all to come on this journey with me, okay? Now, what is demonic possession? Glad you ask. According to the internet, I believe uh, Wikipedia, who, you know, is Wikipedia a source? Uh, you be the judge, okay? Google it yourself. D- demonic spirit possession is an unusual or altered state of consciousness. And... Uh, it's associate it's associated behaviors purposely caused by the control of a human body by spirits, ghosts, or demons. Okay, now what does that mean? Like in like regular everyday, you know, peanut butter and jelly, hamburger eating, French fry eating people. That means that God in heaven is a spirit, right? And he created angels, right? Angels are like his assistants. And angels do different missions for God. There's some that protect. There's some that, you know, deliver messages. There's some that are in dreams. I actually don't know a ton about angels. We actually just talked about this in a Bible study. And I realized in that Bible study, like in that moment that like how a a little bit more of what I knew before, but like angels, like Catholics pray to angels, I believe if I'm not mistaken, like you call on an angel of 
whatever, like Michael. I could be wrong. Like, I think you pray to them or you call upon them in the, in the Christian, in the Christian faith, like people that believe that followers of Christ believe that God calls on the angels. So you call unto God, like you're like, God, I need protection. And he'll send Michael, the archangel, the archangel Michael for protection. So followers of Christ don't pray to angels. God sends the angels out and there's our, and there are what, from my understanding, there are angels that are assigned to you your entire life. Like that one time that you like, you know, you looked down and if you would have taken one more step, you would have been hit by a bus, you know, those kind of things that is real. Those angels are sent to protect you. Right. And I want to, I said this actually last week, but I want to make give you kind of an example of this in real life. I was kind of in a sticky situation um, a couple weeks ago and I was like, okay, God, well, <laughs> you and me, we're kind of in a sketch situation. Um, God, I, I need you to protect me. I, I said a prayer of protection. I said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. I said that prayer and I believe that God sent angels to protect me so that I would not be harmed, right? And I believe that that's how God operates. So there are angels. So angels are, I'm, I'm jumping ahead like I always do. I, If I'm not mistaken, angels are sentient beings, which means they have like their own will. They have like their own thing that they can do. Like they have, like, you know how we have free will? Like angels essentially have free will as well, Okay. They're not robots. This is like so much already, but just follow me, okay? And so angels, they have an assignment. So God will say, okay, do this, do that. Like for instance, when Jesus was um, crucified and he was buried or he was put in a tomb, his, 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 um, there was a bunch of women in that walked in ministry with him, his mother, Mary Magdalene. There were some other women that were in close proximity to Jesus. And they came to, um, you know, prepare him. They, they came to, to, to come to the burial site to like take care of the body. And they realized that the stone, cause he was put in a cave and a stone was rolled in front of it so that nobody could ever say that like Jesus was messed with while he was, you know, I hate when I have to describe this in this horrible way. Basically, he was put in a cave and the stone was rolled over it. And I believe that was like a custom for for the dead. Um, And I believe also it was so that folks wouldn't say that somebody came and took his body and did whatever with it to say that he was resurrected. Okay, if that does that make any sense. And the folks came to the to the tomb to you know, do what they needed to do to, t- to, t- to, to bury him. Right. And the stone was rolled. It was rolled away by, by God. And they came to the tomb and they're like, there was a, there was a, a being sitting there dressed in white and the, their clothes shined as, as white as snow. And they're like, just want to let y'all know, <laughs> Jesus ain't here. He not in this tomb y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I just imagine that angel just being like the coolest most like sassiest angel because they had the best job. Their job was to tell 
the people that came to to get Jesus's body after he had died three days ago. And his job was to tell them that he wasn't here. So, so angels have jobs, but like humans, sometimes, sometimes we can not like our job or we can disagree or we can say, I don't want to do this. And the most famous one that did that was Lucifer. Lucifer, aka the devil, aka your adversary, was up in heaven and he was, I believe he was assigned to music. He was a minister of music. And he was like, I'm so good at this. I'm the bomb. I'm everything. I'm bigger than God. And God was like, what you're not going to do is be bigger than me. You'll never be bigger than me. I'm God. You're an angel. There's a difference here. And, 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 and Lucifer said, absolutely not. And God said, well, okay, since you want to act up, you are banished from heaven. You are banished from the heaven, heaven, heavenly realm. And you are going to go to earth where it's ghetto and you are going to be there forever. And you're not going to be allowed here ever again. And that's how the enemy came about. And I know it sounds like a freaking M. Night Shyamalan movie. I know it sounds like, you know, a HBO special, but this is what it is. It's wild. That's why that's why I say the Bible is the coolest thing ever. Like it's so amazingly cool. And then there's a verse that says and the angel and uh, and I saw Lucifer descending from heaven. Um he he fell from heaven. So that's what we get fallen angels. So fallen I say all of that to say that demons are fallen angels. They were angels that didn't want to listen to God. They were angels that didn't want to get their stuff together. And they are, they now work for the devil. The devil is the, is the CEO, uh, fallen angel. And all of the other angels are his minions. Okay. Does that make sense? And I wanted to keep, I want y'all to keep in mind that heaven or that God, everything that comes from God is good, right? But what the devil does and what like the, the kingdom of darkness does is they invert everything good. So there's, a, so like I was talking to somebody about new age, like the new age movement is like, um, is, is stones and, and yoga and, um, what else do they do? And like certain, there's like certain things that are technically biblical, but they were inverted and used for bad. That's why the, I've been, I had been talking about the demonic community. Um, the, the very, the occult, I had been talking about that a little bit, like around before Thanksgiving, I was showing you guys, um, it's still on my IG. It'll be under Adri hot takes. Um, some of the symbols that they use. And one of the symbols is, is an inverted cross. It's an upside down cross because what the enemy does is he inverts and perverts what God has created to be good. Things like marriage, things like femininity, things like, um, uh, stones, like the stones. Let me tell you all something. And I didn't even want to get into this, but people spend thousands of dollars to buy these stones. Right. And I used to actually be one of them. I used to spend a lot of money on stones. Stones were first stones are mentioned like like precious stones are mentioned all over the Bible in the in the Old Testament, the priests of God, which were like the middleman that you would meet like that you would talk to before we were able to have access to God through like the Holy Spirit and having like a personal relationship with God. They wore these beautiful um, garments like they were. You know, like how like priests and like the Pope or like a preacher or a nun, they wear like specific type of like, there's like religious garb. And there was a religious garb that Jesus, that God created specifically. And their, 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 their I would say like their tops, their tunics was 
filled with all these beautiful, precious stones. And each stone meant something. And God wanted it to be that way. That's the way that he designed it. And so somebody demonic took that and took what these stones represent and put them out into a different way. And now it's the, those stones are worshipped and stones are idol worship. Because we shouldn't be putting our faith and trust into anything or person but God, right? So I had to learn that. So I had to get rid of, I had to get rid of stones that cost me like hundreds of dollars. It was really, really awful. Okay, so we're, I'm, I'm getting kind of off. <laughs> I'm getting, oh yeah, so the enemy perverts and inverts. Okay, so so we got a fallen, he's a fallen angel and he's got his minions. And so now, so God, this, I will never understand what this means. I, I just, I'm still trying to figure out what this means. So like, you know, ask your pastor, do your Googles, do, you know, go to the expert. I am not an expert. I am not a theologian. I am just a human that that's nerdy, that likes to read the Bible. But from what I understand, God made the the lucifer the fallen angel the the god of the 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 head honcho of earth so so the enemy controls the earth and god knows so people think that like god controls us i actually wish that god controlled me i wish that god controlled me because if god controlled me i wouldn't cuss i wouldn't hate people i wouldn't um, yell at people when they steal a parking spot. I wouldn't um, do all the negative sinful things that I do every single day. If God controlled me, that would never be an issue for me. But God doesn't control us. He gave us free will. And we have to freely use our will to to live a good life, to to honor him through our lives, right? So God put the enemy in control of the earth, right? And he controls those that are under his influence, right? And God is in heaven in the spiritual realm and God is directing and supervising and managing his people. I know this is a lot and I actually did not plan to go this way, but I think that it's important that we start there. Okay, so that's kind of what's going on. Why did God put the enemy in charge of the universe? I actually don't know why. I don't know why he did that. But it doesn't concern me, right? Because I, I, I'm up, I'm up with the big G. I'm up with the big G. Me and the big G, that's my dog. That's my guy. He's my manager. I don't know about the other one, okay? So I, I like, when, when I try to think of why, I'm like, you know what, doesn't even concern me because he not... He's not my manager, okay? You know, like, have you ever worked somewhere and you're like, somebody's trying to tell you what to do and you're like, you're not my manager. You can't really tell me what to do. Like, you don't have any, you're not my direct supervisor. You know what I mean? Like, this is coming from like a really kind of like low-key rebellious person. It's like, "Mm, you're not my dad. Like, you can't tell me what to do. You're in a whole different department. Like, it's like working in a mall or like working in a department store and like, the food people are telling you you need to like be on time it's like you're not even my boss okay so get out my face (laughs) don't listen to me y'all listen to your bosses but okay anywho so yeah so so god so god has the holy spirit but the enemy has the evil spirits okay god is in charge of the holy spirit because he's holy and and the enemy is the the king of evil so he's in charge of that all right so as i'm doing my research i found this wild 
wild article in the New York Times. Like, can you even believe it? The Times are writing about this. And this is the this is the freaking headline. Are you ready? As a psychiatrist, I diagnose mental illness. Also, I help spot demonic possession. Bruh, crazy. Richard Gallagher in the New York Times. Okay, so let me just like this is this is what I'm talking about. This is the kind of stuff that we're talking about here. And if you're Catholic, you might kind of have an understanding. And if you are, if you grew up like in like the black church, then you will also, or if like any kind of evangelical church, you will kind of understand. But th- let me give you, let me give you kind of an understanding of what we're dealing with here. Okay. So, um, it says, I've seen, it says, I've seen the real thing. Assaults upon individuals are classified either as demonic possession or as the slightly more common but less intense attacks, usually called oppressed. Um, I'm sorry, usually called oppression. A possessed individual may suddenly, in an attempt of trance, voice statements of astonishing venom and contempt for religion while understanding and speaking various foreign languages previously unknown to them. The subject might also um, exhibit enormous strength or even the extraordinary rare phenomenon of levitation to who to he or she may demonstrate hidden knowledge. Y'all you remember that hidden knowledge. Hold on to that. Hold on to the hidden knowledge, okay? They may demonstrate hidden knowledge of all sorts of things like how a stranger's loved ones passed away or what secret sin they haven't um, committed, even where people are at a given moment. Hold on. We're going to talk about that. We are not dealing with purely material reality, but with the spiritual realm. Okay, this is Richard Gallagher. He is a psycho- psychologist and psycho uh, psychoanalyst. Not a preacher, not a pastor, not anybody involved with the clergy. This is a man who went to college to study the mind. And he's over here talking about, oh, we're not dealing with the spiritual. Or we're not dealing with just the physical. This is the spiritual. And 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 the reason why he... The reason why he is saying all this you're like why why what does he have to do with anything there were catholic priests that called him in to help him do to to help help decipher okay is this a mental health attack or is this a demonic attack and he would say he's trained to know if to to exhibit if they're having it like a bipolar episode or a schizophrenic episode or if it's something completely strange which would which and then we would essentially say that would be like a demonic attack. He is completely trained to know what what a mental episode would look like and he is ex- saying I've worked with priests and I've seen what was not mental health problems. It was something else. And it's so funny because what this regular man, this man that, you know, not a clergy, not, like I said, not a pastor, not a preacher. I don't believe he even went to church like that. He said, oh, we are not dealing with the physical. That's so funny because in the Bible, in Ephesians six twelve, it says, we are not fighting against flesh and blood, okay? We are not fighting flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places, Okay? wild wild okay and it's it's very interesting because that the the article was written kind of like in a 
Catholic perspective. He was more working with Catholic priests. But I did notice that the Catholic mindset is very similar to evangelical Christianity. Um, and it says that de- like we, we kind of all believe that demons are sentient, which means able to perceive or feel things. And they possess their own wills. They are fallen angels. And, and um, Gallagher says they are very crafty. He says they are craftier than humans. And, and honestly, and which like crafty means like they're very calculated. They kind of like know they're, they're move you know, they're, they move a certain way. And my take on that is because they can see in the spiritual realm. So let me give y'all a bit of, let me give y'all like what I like, what, what the girls say tea. I'm going to give y'all an inside look at some, some tea. Has anybody ever experienced like opposition when they were younger? Right. Did anybody, you know, did anybody ever, did you ever get bullied? Um, did you have a parent treat you really poorly, you know, more, worse than another sibling? Or did you ever have, um, pe- you know, I'm, I'm just going to say family because family is like pretty much all we know. Do you have family treat you really poorly or did some ungodly thing happen to you at a young age? Or did somebody, you know, do something horrible to you or treat you really poorly or beat you or did something mean to you? I would say most people on this on this podcast or most people in the world can say yes you know i i i've been through therapy i i i really am interested in therapy and and interested in people's childhoods and their healing and how people are the way that they are especially going through therapy makes you not think that you're a therapist i'm not gonna say all that but it uh, open and I've studied psychology, but it's opened my mind to, oh, people really aren't the way that they are because they're tor- terrible people. They are the way they are a lot of the times because of how they were raised or what happened in their childhoods. And I can say most of us can say something crappy or terrible or life changing or traumatic happened to us as a child. And it, and it completely changed the way that we, that we thought it, com- everybody has that, 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 that loss of innocence moment where you thought the world was so beautiful and perfect and peachy and you know Barney was the only care in your mind and then something happened and you just saw the world for what it is which is just really really dark and really really depressing and really really awful right everybody has had that experience whether a dog died or whether you know you saw you 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 had to grow up fast somebody passed away everybody has had that moment that just snapped them out of this like little fairy tale world that we live in when we're children and I can say that, say, let's, let's say we have somebody like Britney Spears. I love Britney Spears. I know a lot about her life. I'm just going to use her as an example. And it's kind of a really weird example because how her life really is. But let's, you know what? No, 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 no. I'm going to use Christina Aguilera because I remember her saying this on a podcast. Christina Aguilera, we can all agree, is like an incredible vocalist. Now, if you want to say she's the best singer in the world or whatever, we don't have to get into that. But she, we can all agree that she has a gift of vocal, like of her vocal ability, right? Christina Aguilera, as a kid, this is a true story. She, her mother seems like such a sweetheart and her mother picked up very early that Christina was very talented. So Christina's mother, who was a single mother out of the time coming out of an abusive relationship with a really awful man, did what she could, scraped her money together and took her to singing lessons and talent shows and all these things. And Christina was so gifted that she was winning like country, county ride talent shows against adults. And she's like seven. And, and she was winning talent shows with people that were literally twice her age. 
And she got such confidence from that. And she would come back to school on Monday and kids would bully her. <laughs> she Because she had so much confidence because she knew how amazing she was. And I'm pretty sure her mother, you know, also um, encouraged her. Kids would bully her and it kind of made her a certain way. And, and, and she, she walked up in there with the confidence knowing who she was, but children literally bullied her and treated her poorly because they didn't like the confidence that was in her. But really what I, what I think it is, is that children, children are essentially innocent, but there are ways that like children are sinful as well. Like we're all born sinners, so they're not exempt from it. I, I truly believe that, that there are I believe that the enemy places people in our lives to treat us like crap, to hurt us, to abuse us, to shoot shoot down our dreams, to treat us poorly, to bully us, to to talk, to say things to us that are going to get us out of our uh, off of our tracks. And think of somebody like Christina Aguilera. What if Christina Aguilera said at, you know, eight, nine years old when she was bullied and said, you know what? Maybe you guys are right. Maybe I do suck. You know what? I'm not going to sing anymore. I'm done. And she never sang again. Now, I'm saying this because I, I, I heard this podcast a couple years ago and I literally bawled my eyes out because growing up, I mean, you know, her music was pretty provocative, but that that stripped album meant so much i'm actually like about to cry now like i'm actually thinking about it and i'm trying not to get emotional that stripped album was one of my favorite albums as a young girl because i just really felt like christina there's motorcycles it's so rude <laughs> um i really felt like christina aguilera understood me and you know as a, as as a misunderstood creative kid or a theater kid or an artsy kid, you know, you did, it's just always so important to have music that you can relate to. And that was, she was an artist that I related to. And her music was something that I took close to heart. Like I, you know, when you're 14, 13, 12 years old, you don't know how to talk about your emotions. You don't know how to talk about the trauma that you've been through. So her talking about her trauma and writing about it through music was very, very much so therapeutic for me. And I did, I did write, I wrote like a little thing on, on IG that, you know, some of the, some of the visuals and some of the, you know, the marketing and the way her image, the way her image was packaged probably wasn't the best for me. But at the end of the day, rude, they did, they really just did U-turns. They really, they just want to come. See, the enemy will send (laughs) distractions. No, but, um. At the end of the day, Christina Aguilera wrote a lot of her music and it was really, really powerful and it really helped me to overcome a lot of the insecurities that I had as a child or just helped me to deal with them in a in a in a productive way. Like it helped me to to further be creative and to sing and to be creative instead of like dealing it in other ways, you know, because there's a, there's another path that I could have went as a kid, right? So imagine if if Christina Aguilera would have just put down the mic and never sang because she allowed discouragement to get her down. Well, that is what the enemy does. The enemy could see that as a child, she she could see the Lord 
knows our entire life and there's a spiritual realm where all this plays out i like to think of it as like a war room where your entire life is on like a bunch of flat screen tvs and this is just this is not biblical this is just my mind and god looks at it and he's like okay i need you i need okay tv number 12 i need angel to go over there i need you to do that like i feel like god is directing everything to make sure that it goes to keep you alive right and the enemy sees that and he's like well dang okay well um Okay, so insecurity, boom, go. I need you to go down to when she's 13. Okay, um, let's see. I need uh, eating disorder. Okay, go to age 16, okay? And spirit of fear. Okay, get her at 21, okay? I feel like God is directing the angels to protect us and to deliver messages to us and do everything that he's supposed to do to make sure that we're supposed to get what we're supposed to get. But on the other hand of that, there is the devil and he is directing his minions, his fallen angels to come through and and get you off the track, get you off of where you're supposed to be. And I'm telling you, it has happened in my life. Okay, y'all, most of y'all that listen to this podcast know me. Y'all know who I was before this podcast. Y'all know who I was before 2020. Y'all know the things that I was into. You know the mindset that I had at the time. Some of you have worked with me. Some of you have been around me. And then you saw a change in my life. And the change in my life was because I stopped listening to the, the, the demons that were in my mind of insecurity and fear and anxiety and doubt. And I started listening to who to God. I had to start doing stripping people out of my life that were sent to get me off the right, the wrong path, get me off the right path. I had to strip people away from me that were sent to distract me. I had to strip people away that were sent to kill me. I had to get them out of my life so so I can get closer to the voice of God. When, when even when I was an atheist and I wasn't even believing in God, God was still he was still there and still, you know, managing me. His voice was just very very faint. But it's until I started stripping off those layers, stripping off those layers, running towards God, running towards God, there was a point to where I was uh, I was crawling I was crawling towards God and I was like, God, if you are there, get, send me a sign, send me something. And God did what he said that he was going to do. And I was like, fine, you are real and I trust you. But you know what it took? It took deliverance. It took healing. It took repentance. It took asking for forgiveness. And it took understanding that all these things, this anxiety, the depression, confusion, perversion, all these things that I was dealing with in my life were not from God. They were from the enemy. Okay? They were from the enemy. And I had to realize, oh, so what happened to me when I was 16 or what happened to me when I was 23? That was, oh, that was supposed to take me out. That's what set me on that two-year drinking binge. So he was successful in that because it got me to start drinking for three years and I didn't stop and I didn't put down the bottle. That's what happened. And when you start to understand patterns in your life and you start to understand who you are and when you start to understand your purpose, you everything will make sense to you. And you'll be able to look at your past and people that hurt you are like, oh, it wasn't just because you're a jerk. 
It was because you are you were literally a minion of the enemy sent to take me out. And when you understand what those things are, you will start forgiving people because you will understand just like Jesus said when he was hanging up on that cross and people were uh, reviling him and spitting on him and still talking crap about him as he's dying. He said, forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they do. So you're, you're probably asking, well, how do these demons get into people so that they can do, you know, they can control people, they can act this way, or they can bully people? Well, just like we have legal rights here in, you know, in our, in your perspective country, it's just like, you know, you're driving or say you're, you get arrested and and the and the officer says you have a legal right to an attorney to you know to help you to defend you if not one will be provided for you well just like there are physical legal rights and laws in the physical realm that applies to the spiritual realm as well okay there are like the law of attraction the law of attraction is a spiritual thing it's a spiritual um it's a spiritual principle it's a spiritual right um, sowing a seed. We're going to talk about sowing a seed in boot camp. Sowing a seed is a spiritual principle. Um, manifesting is a spiritual legal right. Okay. If that makes any sense, there are these legal, there are our, our, our principles and practices that work in the spiritual realm that we have access to. Right. And one of them is, 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 is legal rights. And I, I love this. Somebody always says that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He doesn't just force himself on you. You actually have to invite him in. But that is not true of the whole of the of of the devil and his evil kingdom. Come on. I love that. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. When you get saved, you have to say, Lord, I confess, I welcome you into my life. Lord, Holy Spirit, enter into me. You have to confess it with your mouth because what the Lord is not going to do is 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 do what he's not supposed to do. The Lord respects legal rights. The Lord respects legal rights. And on the flip side of things, the enemy, the enemy, they have to, the enemy and his, and his minions, they have to re- respect the legal rights as well. Um, just like you have to confess to the Lord and invite the Lord in, it's for, for demons and demonic spirits to enter you, you have to have an open door. There is a scripture that says if you give the enemy, don't give the enemy a foothold. Don't give him an inch because he's going to find a way to get in. So you actually don't have to like confess that you want demonic possession if you live yourself if you live your life a certain way, it actually gives them legal rights. Okay. Now, how, how does it get, now what is a legal right? Okay. A legal right is something that can give demons an opportunity to enter or harass you. And this is coming from greatbiblestudy.com. It's one of my favorite websites for this kind of information. It goes into it deeper and it probably explains it a lot better than I do. Okay. But it's something that can give demons an opportunity to enter or harass you. It gives them the right to remain inside of a person until it's casted out. Okay. Now what is a way, what is one way that a demon has legal right to enter you and oppress you and control you? Sin. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. So basically it means that 
sin this the 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 result of sin is death that is the the enemy's goal the the enemy's goal is to recruit as many people as he can to hell to be um, misery loves company right when we just talk about misery loves company in last week's episode he wants to recruit as many people as he can to hell where when jesus comes back to get his children with him and we're gonna go to heaven forever the enemy is going to be defeated. The enemy is defeated. Jesus already won uh, um, the battle against the enemy, but this is the enemy has a short amount of time to gather as many people into his, into his like whatever, into his party um, for the end of time because he wants to have as many people in hell with him to be miserable with him in hell. Does that make any sense? I know it's a lot, but do your Googles, okay? Um, so, so sin, especially willful sins, the deeper the sin, the bigger the door that is open to the devil. When a person allows unholy thoughts to enter their minds, it can open the door to a demon of lust, which can cause a person to commit adultery, right? So it starts when the enemy tempts us in our minds to think the wrong things. Then we accept it and make it a habit. Okay, we're talking about this in boot camp, right? 30 days to a discipline, 60 days to a habit. Okay? So and like what do we talk about on week 1 of boot camp? You want to you want to create you want to accomplish a goal, it starts in your mind. So it's the same thing with the enemy, it starts in your mind. The enemy's working on the same thing that we're working on. He has a goal to to, to kill. Just, the Bible says he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So if he wants to kill, steal, and destroy you, that's his goal. What he's going to do, he's going to get to your mind. Okay? It, it opens the door for the enemy to move in further. Then behind the bad habits, which can be formed, lies a demonic compulsion that isn't easily resisted. It opens the door to more by, by, more by cause, because the demons... Um, push on that person i'm sorry because the demons push on that person's are irresistible that's why you have to pray scriptures like psalm nineteen fourteen. may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart the things that i'm meditating my heart on because it says your heart is where your desire comes from may the may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight lord pray that every day so that you say lord Help me. If I'm thinking about something that ain't right, help me. Okay? Um, pray Psalm 51.10. Create in me a clean, pure heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Pray the whole, pray all of Psalm 51, honestly. As I, as I read, read this and I'm reading my notes, read the whole thing. Pray the entire thing to God because it says that his word will not return void. It will, that word God has to do what that word says. So if you say, Lord, help me, help me to be clean, help me to think of good things, think on things above and not below, he will do that, okay? Constantly repent, which means to change your ways and, and be sorry, and, and ask the Lord to help us think of good things. Philippians 4, 8, look that up. It says to think of all things good. It's, I call that the 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 cure to anxiety. I call that scripture the cure to anxiety, but it's also the cure for thinking of things that are not okay, thinking of things that are sinful, okay? I also want to um, suggest a book to you guys called The Battlefield, the Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. They're doing like a like a year-long internship in my church and, the, and everybody's reading that, the students are reading that book. I read that book about probably about nine years ago. Absolutely incredible, okay? What she says in that book that I loved, she says, the mind should be kept peaceful. As the prophet Isaiah tells us, when the mind stayed on the right things, it will be at rest. Okay, you won't you won't be worrying about things. 
You won't be worrying about things. There's a scripture that I want to read you guys, and then we're gonna we're gonna finish out. I know this is getting pretty long. My whole my whole thing was to make these pretty short, but I was like, you know, when I start talking about demons, I can't. I kind of can't make it five minutes long. It's kind of it's kind of kind of be a bit long. Okay, we're gonna do Second Corinthians. I'm looking it up right now. So reading it out of my Bible. Second Corinthians four eighteen. I'm gonna read that. And I want to encourage you guys to, to do some, some research on your own. I know that this is a lot, but I'm only giving you like an hour's worth of stuff. And I want you to research this on your own. Just Google it. Okay. Um, so second Corinthians four eighteen. while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things that are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal. They're, they're, they're temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Okay. Keep your mind on things that are eternal. Keep your mind on God. Keep your mind on things that are pure. Keep your mind on things that are good, that are that are that are that the Lord would want you to think about, okay? And the, and there's a there's a quote from the book. It says the devil will give up when he sees that you are not willing to give in. And it says also this, I mean, there's so many good quotes. Let me just tell you another one. When a person is going through a hard time, his mind wants to give Satan his mind wants to give up. Satan knows he can defeat us in our minds. He can defeat us in our experience. That's why it's so important that we lose, that we not lose heart, grow, grow weary or faint. The enemy has access to our minds. He can get in our minds, but the Bible says to resist the enemy and he will flee from you. And Matthew, I believe Matthew, you know what? Let me look it up. 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 Look, let me look it up. I'm telling you, Matthew is that girl. Like I all, I pr- pretty much always refer to Matthew. Matthew three, Matthew four. When 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 God was um, fasting in the in the wilderness for forty days and forty nights, the enemy came and he came for his mind. He came for his mind. He wanted him to give up. He 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 really came for his mind. The enemy has access to us. But what did the, what did Jesus do? He resisted the enemy and he resisted him by knowing the word, knowing the Bible. He used the Bible as a weapon, um, the shield of faith. He used the, 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 the weapon to ha- the Bible as a weapon to defeat the enemy. The Bible says, resist the enemy and he will flee from you. There was one time I was going through a demonic attack. Yes, because it happens. It definitely happens. I'm telling you, this stuff is real. And I literally was so tired and so annoyed with the enemy. I said, you know what, enemy? I resist you. Get away. Get behind me, Satan. Because the Bible says that we have authority. The same, the same way that Jesus battled Satan and said and resisted him and got rid of him, got him out of his face. We have the authority as followers of Christ to do the same thing. So you know what I said? I said, enemy, get out of my face. I resist you in the mighty name of Jesus. Get away from me. And that's what he did. He has to listen to me. If you are a follower of Christ, you have authority. And you can tell him to go. And you can tell him to get out of your mind. Okay? And so it's important that we know that these demons can enter through sin, through willful sin. And there's also a... a um. Another, there's several other ways that demonic spirits can enter. And I want to read them to you. Okay. This is from a website. I cannot think of the name of it, but I've shared it multiple times. Here, here are some of the ways. It's probably great Bible study. I believe that's what it is. Um, here are some of the ways that um, demonic um, spirits have, have um, legal rights to you. Direct willful sin. The occult, which means yoga which is demonic look it up it is hindu worship it's hindu god worship i know i was a yogi for like six years okay i'm really 
I, I hate that it, that's what it is, but I'm telling you, um, horoscopes, astrology, Ouija boards, sage, psychics, any of that stuff, demonic, though, the, the, when people have this like occult or this, not, oh, I know things about you. I know unless they are a follower of Jesus Christ and they profess Jesus Christ as their Lord, they are being influenced by demonic spirits. I had another podcast y'all and we had a psychic on there. The psychic was not it's called familiar spirits. There are spirits that they call upon that watch over people. And they tell, they, the the lady, I'm like, how do you know all these things about me? Because she was utilizing demonic spirits that watched over me. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, this is, this is real stuff. If you know what I faced, if you knew what I faced that almost took me out of this earth. Okay. Then you will understand that this stuff is real. Then you, if you've ever been attacked by a demon, you know, you know, okay? What are some other ways that, that you can have willful, willful uh, legal right to a demon? Inheritance, which means like generational curses, which means that your mother's mother's brother's sister did the same thing or your, or like, for instance, a lot of black folks, our, our ancestors were into the occult. That's why we became slaves. Fight me on that, okay? Fight me on that. That is the God honest truth. A lot of Africans were polytheistic and worshiping multiple gods and worshiping and idol worshiping, and that was what sent us into gen- the general generational curse of slavery. And I know somebody's going to be mad about it, but I want you to fight me on it. Fight me. It's true. Gener- if you if you have people that keep dying in your in your family of um of alcoholism that is a demonic spirit i want people to understand to stop accepting it well her dad drank a lot too and her dad drank a lot too that is a demonic spirit it is a generational curse that needs to be broken by the blood of jesus christ okay here's another one unforgiveness unforgiveness is a way for an enemy to come in i hate that it's like this but it's how it is that's why i say you need to repent and you need to forgive we talk about this on the podcast or on the boot camp. You need to forgive people because that is a way that the enemy has legal right to torment you. And it also blocks your blessings. Another way, trauma. I know a lot of the trauma that we do is not because of ourselves, but we have to, but it's a way for the enemy to come in. I got one for you. If you are, this really sucks, but it's just the way that it is. And I know it's going to be a little intense, but I really just feel urgency to tell you guys this. If you were violated by some somebody that opens you up to the spirit of lust you have to get delivered from that you have to have somebody pray over you and cast out the spirit of lust over you because it will create a spirit of lust and we and we wonder why certain you know children are young and they're starting to get very sexual and they're getting perverted and they're masturbating and watching porn it's because the spirit of lust has 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 imparted into them It's not because, oh, they're just curious and kids are just like that. No, something happened when there is a child that and the child is over sexualized. It is because of the spirit of lust. So you need to have somebody pray over them or you need to pray over your child and bind and rebuke the spirit of lust over them and say that you loose the spirit of purity over them in Jesus name. That is how you do that. You can look up and learn how to do these things. Okay. Also abuse. Like I said, abuse sexual abuse any kind of abuse it opens you up 
It opens you up. Ungodly soul ties. You're sleeping with somebody that's not your husband or your wife. That opens you up to demonic oppression. Whatever demons, besides the only way this doesn't happen is on the marriage bed because the marriage bed is not defiled. Any kind of sex that is with somebody that is not your husband or your wife, any demons that you have, any demons that they have, you have it too. Look it up, okay? Curses. Any Anybody put a curse over your family? Um, I know people do. I've, I have friends that have done this. They're not my friends anymore, but I have friends that have put curses on other people, word curses. You can say, oh, I hope you never amount to anything. That is a word curse. You People are operating in witchcraft and they don't even know that they are. Somebody says you're never going to be anything. That is a curse. I just watched a video the other day about watching what you say to people and watching what people say to you and knowing how to rebuke people and saying that will not happen because those are curses or or, or I know women that have put voodoo on men to try to get the men to come to them and they've cursed their bloodline this is really intense stuff and I wish I had more time but I'm just this is what this is what it is and if y'all like this kind of content I'll talk about it more okay I'll give you more addictions addictions are a way alcohol and drug addictions are a way Porn addiction, that is a way for the... Why do you think the porn feels so good? That is a demon. That is a spirit of lust. That is a spirit of lust. You can't... It's like it's like a, when you are experiencing the spirit of lust, it's like it's like an appetite that can't be filled. Have you ever been super... Has anybody smoked weed on here and been super high and you've just eat, you've eaten so much? It's like you're never, you're never hungry, you're never fulfilled. That is what the spirit of lust is like. This is what these spirits feel like. Okay, another one. Fears and phobia. That's a way because God has not given us a spirit of fear because fear is a spirit. Anxiety is a spirit. Depression, that is a spirit. It is a demonic spirit. Okay, all those years where I was afraid and anxious, that was because it was the demonic spirit that was oppressing me. Okay, if you understand how, how I was then and who I was now, it's because of the spirit of fear had been casted out of me. Okay, false religions. False religions is another way a demonic, a, de- a demon can have control over you. Okay, cursed objects and cursed buildings. If you have things that have given been given to you by demonic people or old boyfriends and old girlfriends, burn them. Burn them. Throw them out. Any stones that were given to you, any weird things, zodiac things, get rid of it. That's cursed. Somebody could have prayed a curse over something and given it to you, or even buildings. That's why I take anointing oil. Google anointing oil. I can tell you where if you want to get anointing oil you can make your own i looked it up on google how to make your own anointed oil or and i've also purchased it from a, um, a minister that i trust and i let me tell you something i anoint my job i anoint my job i anoint my car i anoint myself when i go into new places i don't let just anybody you know i i'm, I'm all about the six feet apart thing but i don't let anybody come up on me but sometimes when people want to come up on me i'm anointed that is a shield against demonic spirits There's, you pray over the oil you put the oil on yourself that anoints you that protects you as a shield from demonic spirits let me tell you something y'all this stuff is real this stuff is real if you only knew what i've been through if you only knew what i've seen i come to you guys with urgency to let you know to get your get yourselves right with god and and get yourself to a church that does deliverance. Deliverance ministry is where they basically pray out these demons. And it's very intense. I just told somebody to Google it the other day. And I'm sure she's probably frightened and won't talk to me anymore. But it's 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 these demons are legit. They're legit. 
okay there are some just like the spirit of fear that like some people just cope with and they live with it the rest of their lives and it's just like they're just a regular person and they're spirits that make people uh overly sexual there's there's spirits that make people cheat on their husbands there's spirits that make people take things like there's so many different kinds of spirits out there but it's important that especially as christ followers that we understand so when people say well i don't like church people because they did this bro they probably are demonically oppressed by a demon they don't even know it so don't let your not wanting to go under to get covered by the lord to have a relationship with jesus don't let that mess you up because somebody had a demon and probably didn't even know it okay I said all that to say that don't let how people act in the church deter you from knowing the Lord because he has nothing to do with somebody being depressed by a, by a spirit of Jezebel that has nothing to do with God. That spirit hates God and opposes God. So we all got to make sure that we are keeping our eyes open in these streets. Okay. Because these are the last days. And and these spirits are running. They're, the enemy knows that the clock is ticking. So he's getting desperate. He's getting desperate. And when you start understanding what these spirits mean and what they do and who they are, you will start. You won't even be getting mad at people when people treat you a certain way. You're like, oh, they have an evil spirit in them. Especially if you're a follower of Christ, you have a light in you. You have a light that 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 the demon is attracted to. Or that it's an indicator, it's a it's an alarm going off saying, oh, destroy, destroy, destroy. You're an enemy. If you are a Christ follower, that you are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, that you are an alarm going off for demons to destroy you. So when people want to encourage you or mock you or treat you bad or laugh at you or be racist, racism also is, is a, it's a demonic spirit. So don't be mad at all white people because of how they how how what how they've treated people in the past that is a demonic spirit they are oppressed by a demonic spirit that's why i'm not you know let me tell you something when trump's in during trump's thing i'm like white people need to get their stuff together they do need to get their stuff together but i looked at white people so different but now i'm like oh it's a spirit they don't even know that they have it a lot of them so i want to encourage you to first take care of yourself, go to the Lord, cleanse yourself. And then two, don't get upset with people. Forgive them, Lord, for they don't know what they do. Forgive people. Do not, do not, not get, forgive people so that they, so you open yourself up for attacks and you mess up your blessing. You mess up your life. Do not fall under the influence of these demons. Go to the Lord and, and repent and 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 get deliverance and i and i and i i pray this for all of you that was absolutely a mouthful that was absolutely a mouthful i said a lot in an hour and i i'm just thankful that you're all here i i love you all so much and i just want you all to share in the knowledge of things that i have been sharing and you wouldn't believe the 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 fight that I've been the spiritual fight that I that I go through honestly every day it's a lot and I and it's 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 like hard to explain to people because if you're not aware of the spiritual world and there's Christians that don't even think this stuff is real 
You know what I'm saying? So I want you to have an open mind. I should have said that at the beginning of the episode, but I want you all to have an open mind. But I'm telling you, there are folks that go to church every single day and don't believe that this stuff is real. But let me tell you something, y'all. I would not lie to you all. I did lie to you once about coming to LA. That that was for a different reason. But generally, like for real, for real, I wouldn't lie to you all. This is real. And it, this this whole thing in the spiritual world is real. Have you ever met somebody that was just evil and mean? Like when people kill people and people kill family members and kill children and do things that's not just because they're a jerk it's because of there there's an evil there's an evil appetite in them that they that they gave into and i want you to be open to it i want you to understand and i just want to pray for you all right father god in the mighty name of jesus i lift up every single person that is under the sound of my voice i lift up everybody that is hearing this podcast lord i just pray that they will understand that they will have um divine knowledge of what is going on in the spiritual world and i'm not asking that they can see in the spiritual world god i'm asking that they will understand the words that i'm saying that that the words that i'm saying will become plain to them and if it is not lord i pray that you will bring them to scripture i pray that you will bring confirmation and i pray that you will bring interest lord i pray that they will be interested in changing their lives and interested in closing up any any willful place where they have allowed the enemy to seek in i just declare deliverance over all of my listeners in the name of Jesus. I just, I, 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 I bind the spirit of fear. I bind the spirit of lust. I bind the spirit of infirmity. I bind the spirit of the deaf, dumb spirit. I bind, um, um, a, a, a spirit of confusion. I bind the spirit of of perversion, God, right now in the name of Jesus, I bind any spirit that is not like you in the name of Jesus. I declare and I lose peace. I lose love. I lose joy. I lose purity. I lose the Holy Spirit. I lose uh, um, um, kindness. I lose uh, a, a, a strong mind and power. Lord, I declare your word over all of my listeners in the name of Jesus that they will know you, that they will be free from torment, that they will one day when they are sitting up in the judgment seat that you will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I bind all of the, the, the demonic spirits that may be over them and interfering and oppressing them in the name of Jesus. I cast it out into the abyss. I, I, I pull it up from the root in the name of Jesus. I, I bind any generational curses that may be on my listeners right now in the name of Jesus. I bind the spirit of poverty over my listeners in the name of Jesus. And I loose, and, and I loose the spirit of, of, of wealth and of, of wisdom. I bind the Jezebel spirit in the name of Jesus. I cast it into the abyss and I loose humbleness in the name of Jesus. I bind the spirit of Ahab over my over my listeners and I loose it into the abyss right or I, I cast it into the abyss and I loose the spirit of 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 a back of having a backbone and being strong in the name of Jesus. I just I just I lift up every single person that is listening to this to this um podcast lord and i i I, lastly i bind the spirit of doubt the spirit of doubting that you are real i bind it up right now and i send it back to the pit of hell and i lose faith faith as small as a mustard seed faith that comes from reading and hearing the word of god i pray that because 
of, of this podcast or that many people will believe, that many people will have faith, that many people will know you and trust in you and love you and, and that they will build generations of folks that love you. I pray that folks will train, that hear this, will train up their children in the way that they should go so that they will not depart from it. And God, I just pray that you will protect and keep those that are listening to this, Lord, that they will not give in to the schemes of the devil. I pray that you will create in them a clean heart and renew a right spirit within them. I pray that you will cast them not out from your presence and take not your spirit from them. Lord, may you guide us. May you be with us. May you help us, especially in the time of trouble, in the time where we are fighting a spiritual fight. Thank you, God, that the enemy is defeated, that, that the battle is not ours, that we don't have to fight, that you fight for us. But while we are walking in our everyday life, Lord, I just declare the whole armor of God, the, hel- the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit, and the, and the, and the, the belt of truth. In the name of Jesus, I just declare these things over every single listener, over every single follower, over anybody that sows, um, sows into my ministry, over anybody that's influenced or anybody that's under my voice. And I declare these things. I, I decree these things. And I just I seal these things with your blood in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for being open to this concept. I pray for you every day. I love you all so much. If you need anything, if you have any questions, if you need more resources, because I'm not the best person to describe this, obviously, that I can give you more resources. I can point you to books. I can point you to, to those that are just well, well more equipped to talk about this than I am. But I'm so thankful that you're here. And I just pray that you are experience freedom in your life. I pray that you experience the fullness of God in your life. In Jesus' name, amen.